0: Grow Great is a city government leadership podcast with Lisa Norris and me, Randy Cantrell. Each week, we share insights, experiences, and wisdom to help you and your leadership grow great. Our website is growgreat.com.
1: Well, here we are.
0: Yes, we are.
1: Working, (laughs) living the dream. Living the dream, man, aren't we? Yeah,
0: we're living the dream, one nightmare at a time. (laughs) <laughs> no it's all good it's all good
1: yeah and so as we're you know working through life and uh, building and you're moving and
0: are we working through it
1: I, i'm just trying to live through it are actually. we sure
0: we're gonna get are we sure <laughs> we're going to get through it i know hey. listen i know everybody listening to us they don't have any concerns about getting through whatever it is they're going you know yeah no. yeah we do no. we all do it's like man well, it's a never-ending news. story
1: the good news is, I now have water. I didn't even tell you this, Randy. There is water with a cap next to our house.
0: Look at in John. Oklahoma,
1: and there's a there is a electric pole with electric hot, ready to be connected.
0: Oh, well, all how happened
1: knows. in one weekend.
0: We were throwing a party <laughs> just because you had the pole up, and then Lisa says, "Yeah, wait a minute, wait a minute. There's no electricity going through it." I'm like, "Well, okay, well then, why are we celebrating the?" A pole going up but well because you got to have that it, it first
1: five months <laughs> that's why we're celebrating yeah. it
0: so there is these things do there is light at the end of the tunnel sometimes the is five the months the tunnel. long and sometimes it's way longer
1: that's right we're getting Don just excited he's he he was getting shop lights so you know everybody has their excitement yeah
0: you know? <laughs> yeah <laughs> he's actually gonna be I'm excited to about a
1: home he's like yeah Man, i get to work in my shop with some led lights yeah
0: he doesn't have to go around with all those little minor minor lights on his forehead yeah that's exactly that's funny. right that's funny all right what are we talking about
1: well i think our last couple of shows we have been talking about um you know the careers and what you do and making a change and when it's time to make a change and talking to people about a change which is what we do so much about in HR. And then, um, of course today a quote comes up that I love, but we've all heard the, if you love what you do, you never work a day in your life. Right. Right. Various, various.
2: That was things. my wife. She yes. just stuck her she, head in. She
1: was, she was like, are they recording yet? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so, um, this one came across through Forbes, uh, as the quote of the day today. And it says, when you are deciding on next steps, next jobs, next careers, Further education, you should find purpose rather than a job or a career. Purpose crosses disciplines. Purpose is an essential element of you. It is the reason you are on the planet at this very particular time in history. Your very existence is wrapped up in the things you need to fulfill. And I, when I saw that, Randy, of course, I sent it to you and said, let's, let's talk about that because it kind of wraps up what we've talked about. Whether you listen to the prior two episodes or not, the whole purpose, at least in HR, that we try to help people find is what is, what do you do really well? And make sure you're in the seat in the bus that does that. Like find what matches your skill set so you can love what you do every day. You know, a creative person. um, If it's art, they love to do and do something with art, do something, do, you know, I don't know all the things you can do in art, but I love working with people. I love solving problems. HR was an absolute perfect path for me that I enjoy doing every single day. Uh, And so many people are in things that they hate to do, and they stay there. And we've talked about so many times how you have a choice. You control you and your destiny. Don't wait for something to find you, because that may never happen. you got to go out and get it, right? Did
0: you have an aha moment? as far as the HR world?
1: You know, it's interesting. Mine, I I honestly kind of fell into it, but recognized quickly that I loved it. I, I had my teaching degree um, and had worked at EDS on uh, basically during, you know, summers in school. Um, that was in benefits. And so when I got grad, I worked there every summer and every Christmas when I came home from Baylor. And As I did that, they had said if you don't get a teaching job, we'll give you a full-time job in benefits, because I'd been doing it for four years, which is equivalent of about a year when months, right? Um, and that's how it really started for me is just in benefits. And I loved they let me kind of solve for stuff and um solve for issues that I saw and reports. I was like, why are we reporting that way? And they're like, I don't know, get with ID, you know, and so I'd fix stuff and Soon then saw uh, at city of Carrollton, they had a benefits analyst role. I loved solving for things. I loved talking to people. I loved identifying problems and finding solutions and all of that kind of fit in that role. And then I started exploring cause I knew nothing about city government. Uh, we didn't, it wasn't talked about in school. You know, I didn't even know it existed honestly at 20. Uh-huh. Once I got into Carrollton, I saw all the businesses that are wrapped under one city government umbrella. You know, you have streets and utilities and building inspections and planning and development, HR and finance. You have all these businesses in one unit. And it was pretty fascinating because you got to touch everything. Um, And so with that, that's when I went to Grand Prairie. But what I realized so quickly is I did not like the analytical stuff. I did not like being being behind the counter, being counter. We have to do a lot of that in HR. We have to do yeah. numbers and things like that.
2: A lot of analysis. Those,
1: yeah, those jobs were not my favorite. Risk, not my favorite. I was just telling a staff member today, just never loved that because it's so rigid. Under You have to follow the law. It's mm-hmm. the letter of the law. You aren't in control of it. You can't change it. Um, but man, the HR side of the world, I can see things in people. I get to deal with people every day and I get to ask these questions of what are you good at? Like when I've talked, I've talked to so many kids that interview, you know, at schools for a project, they'll interview me or talk to me yeah. and they're like, you know, what do you do? What's your business? And I said, my business is finding the fit for people. That's my business, finding what they do well and connecting them with it, because that is what brings you joy. Man, if you hate what you do every day, what a miserable life to lead. And so along with this quote, like you, you've said, that's the way you're wired. You've said it multiple times, you know, you, you found a business that you're wired for a, a career you're wired for.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, I obviously came to it late. Uh, and, and, I guess it. That, yeah, and I guess that's a, that's a major, that's probably a major conversation point worth having is how do you, it's a great quote, but how do you find that? how do you figure that out? I mean, there's so many people, you know, I don't know what I'm good at. I don't know what I would love. Uh,
1: I think it comes down to the people you surround yourself with in part, you need to surround yourself with people, mentors. We've talked a ton about mentors um, that can ask those questions that maybe you're not asking yourself. Um, And you, you have to, for me early on, it was just, It was it was kind of a job providing money to provide food to, you know, at my early stages in life, like probably many people. But then you it's kind of finally clicks of this is what I love. But also, I've been fortunate to be here. We were just talking about that before the show started, 26 years in one city, right? Mm -hmm. And I found a city in which you love um the things that you it matches my values, it matches my goals that can also make a huge difference if you're working somewhere in, uh, in a field you love but not at a job and a location that fits your values and your culture and your needs that can also create um, discontent you know it has to fit and we all know that i mean we, we've been through change here at the city i'm sure many of you listening have been through change change can create a difference right Yep. If your corporations go through change, if there's a downturn, if there's lay, I mean, there's a whole variety of life circumstances that can change what you had and where you're at now versus where you're going or where you want to be. It can change tomorrow. It can change six months or you can be a Norris and be here 26 years. Right. Yeah. Um, but that's, that's, I think it's so in part, it's location. It's in part fit. Uh, and then find, finding your niche, finding what you love to do. And kind of, as you've always said, lean into yourself.
0: Where does the practical part of this come in for you? I mean, as you look back at your, at your career, it certainly isn't over, but you've got, you've got a lot of history behind you now and all these years of figuring it out, what wisdom can be passed on now to the people that are, that are listening to us because there is, you, you spoke to it. I mean, there's the practical reality is listen, I got to make a living. I got kids to feed, I got bills to pay. And this whole this whole pursuit of uh, that's all great and wonderful, but that's not where I'm at. And yeah. you would say
1: That is kind of a hard one because I think everybody's in a different place, but I would first um remind people that you are in control of you. We said it multiple times. If you're not in a good place, you are in control to get out of that place. Now it might take it might take time, but you are in control of your really your destiny of where at least you're lining up.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And if you pursue something else, I've talked to so many people about. Don't just blindly go into something. You need to research, you know, research the people, research the company. Um, and, and you can do that through just, just website. If you know people, if you know a lot of people ask them what they know about those places, ask them if you know somebody that worked there or know somebody that knows somebody that worked there, what, what it was like, has it been recent? How's the culture? How's the leadership, you know, uh, and then know kind of what you're walking into. Cause sometimes you can be walking into a very difficult environment and maybe that's what you thrive on is helping institute change. Um, so that's one thing. The second thing is you'd have to know what you love and make sure you're pursuing it. We've, I think we talked about this in an ep- a different episode, but know where you're, where you want to go and make sure it's moving toward that. If it's the same profession, if it's a different profession, if it's more of the same, you know what I mean? Well, what if make I don't, sure well, what if
0: I, what if I don't know, I mean, then you need
1: if- to talk to somebody to help you find it. Talk to, you know, talk to the Randy's of the world, talk to a mentor that you trust a leader that you trust family member that you trust and just have some in-depth conversations not on the surface level but what do you love to do what jobs fit that you can talk to if you have a really great hr team somebody there should be able to help you sit down and talk about your like career matches like they do in in high schools Mm -hmm. what what things do you do really well do others think you do it well Cause some people value themselves differently than yeah, other that's people a, see. That's them. A,
0: that's a big one. How, how are you viewed by others? What do yep. they see in you?
1: And then finding that, that fit, because that comes over time. I did not know this is where I was going to be for a long time. You know what I mean? Be, mm-hmm. Like I said, I was feeding my family. There was different, um, important things in life that I had to get done. Just to survive on basics, food, right. shelter. We've all been there. You need money in pocket, is what I always call it money in pocket. That's right. Um, as you go along, you start deciding. It's like one of my kids were dating and filter. I told them there's filters. When you start dating, you've never dated before, so your filter's wide open. I always tell them, you'll take anybody, right? <laughs> anybody that shows interest, you take. Then you date a couple of people, and all of a sudden that filter starts narrowing. You. Okay. Okay, I don't like greedy. Mm-hmm. Okay, I don't like drama. Okay, I don't like. So your filter starts narrowing. Until you get to the one and you realize that's
0: thats what I want. That's, that's what, what want.
1: drives me. That's what I want. Yeah. Um, so you get to that one. It's similar to that. As you go through life and you have life experiences and you have things that change you, things that mold you, things that make you the person you are today. Um, then you have to start evaluating what parts of that do I want to draw on and strengthen and what parts of that do I need to leave behind and change. And you have to make a conscious decision on that to move forward. And that kind of hit me probably in my thirties. I would say I kind of got to a point where we could make decisions. Um, we had kids, you're, you're impacted by life and family and kids and um deciding on purchasing a home or not. And you know, the, all those things that yeah, we do. Sure. So that's that's my take on kind of you just got to make sure there's a fit you've got to get people around you that will give you honest feedback of what you do well as that's reaffirmed you kind of start molding your path and you see you start seeing your path better. I know many um, many people that I've counseled that have um, some from the outside the organization some from inside the organization and they're not that path didn't come easily to them they're still searching. For their purpose mm-hmm. as this talks about you know you are very existence or wrapped in the things you need to fulfill what i don't know what gives you purpose and value that's that's huge because that can fulfill your soul and do you believe we,
0: there's 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 at least two schools of thought about this as far as the pursuit of something and the difficulty of something and one school is it's all it's all a grind and you know, just work, 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 work to find this. And then there's another school of thought that is, if you're naturally really good at it, it, it should come more easily. Not that it will come easy, but that it should come easily. And that if it doesn't, then maybe you're pursuing the wrong thing. Mm -hmm. Do you fall on, do you fall in one of those camps?
1: I would think the second one for me, for at least in my experience, um, human resources comes easily to me. Mm
2: -hmm. I
1: don't know why, even in high school, people were drawn to me to ask advice. I was never the popular kid. I was never the bullied kid. I was just the kid right in the middle. I, you know, I always tell people I got along with, they, they called them the, um, Mm -hmm emos the emotional you right, know right. i got mm-hmm. along with the jocks i got along with the nerds yeah i didn't have a claim here i wasn't in the in group i just didn't have hate or like i was just right down the middle
2: yeah
0: switzerland we were switzerland
1: there you go <laughs>
0: yeah no i can so, i can relate
1: it just came, it just came to me it's something i enjoyed doing honestly, i honestly i honestly can't tell you why I gravitated to HR. It's just like it fell that way in my life. That's, you know, that was the opening that existed. I, I'm a right. big believer for myself, uh, if, for those faith-based and God's will. I just felt like that's where I was led. You know, that was for me. Um, I think things happen for a reason. And so that's where my life led me. And it 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 is just something I love doing. I, I love helping people inside work in my job. I love helping people outside of work. I love mentoring kids. I love working with you on the podcast so we can help others. I mean, it's just, it's not hard when you love it, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh, You know, I fall, I fall probably somewhere, somewhere in the middle. I I understand, I think, and I appreciate both of those schools of thought. Uh, I, I think if you're, if you're pushing so hard, and the resistance is so extreme than my, my personal conviction is in my life. You know, it does make me question the direction. I mean, I've, I've had some opportunities that were good opportunities, but very quickly I realized this is so not me, you know, this is just, this does not have my name written anywhere on it. Um, and you know, we all got the choice to make. You know, to try to make some sense of all this, and kind of—I don't know—if we can pull all all of these kind of ideas together to give to give folks something to take away. I mean, for me, one is—you know—what wh- is the purpose, and not necessarily focus it so much on a career or a or a task, but the action, the activity that you that you really want to do. And for me, it began, and I think it, it seems to, for most all of my clients. And you mentioned it when you talk about dating, we learn what we don't want long before we seem to learn what we do. Right? So this process of elimination, which is why I'm always telling younger people, you know, try it. And that, that can even translate. I don't, I don't know that it matters how old you are. I mean if you think you might and you can then try it. The other thing from the practical perspective, yes, we've got to make we've got to make a living, we got to provide for our families and so forth, but these are not mutually exclusive things. So don't be confused thinking, well, I can't go try to pers- I can't go try to pursue something because I'm too busy making a living. Oh yeah, you mm-hmm. can. You can do both. Mm-hmm. You've just got to devote some time to figuring it out. And whether that means getting off your phone, whether that means getting off of the internet, whether that means getting out from in front of a TV, whatever it is that is the escape for you. And we all need that, but spend some time with yourself and spend some time with the people that know you well and ask, Mm -hmm. you know, when you think of me, what do you think? Now I did this exercise a long, long time ago and don't be put off if what you get back are crickets chirping because that's what I got back. I sent to about six people that had known me for a long, long time. And I basically got back nothing. Uh, but I had put in the work and I wasn't looking for anything. And I think people were just completely taken aback by it. So I'm the last person to advise you on how to go about that. I can just Mm -hmm. tell you that people are really skittish to try to be as honest with you as maybe you need. If you've got somebody in your life, if you've got more than one person in your life that you can do that with great, take advantage of it. What I did have is I had older, I had older people. I had old men particularly who were willing to tell me exactly how it is. Mm -hmm. And now I'm that old man and I kind of like it, right? I can't, I kind of like this role because I know what that role did for me. And so Mm -hmm. now for me, I'm very compelled to try to do that for others. So, the big elephant in the room with all of that is self-awareness. You know, Mm -hmm. you really need to know yourself and you need to get, you need to get that right. And that's not an easy thing to do. That takes some time and it takes some effort and it takes some work. And I think it takes in today's world more than ever patience.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: You know, you see it in the HR world. I see it all the time. The expectation, is so high to get to a place so quickly. And yeah, sometimes it happens and sometimes it ha- happens and it's detrimental to a career. Uh, but just, well, and that- it's
1: detrimental to, at sometimes it can be detrimental to mental health because people think they need to achieve something by what the media states, by what they see on TV, right. by what they see in another person Yeah. that I, if I'm, I'm 32, I'm not married yet. I should, everybody around me is married. I should be married. And they get this, this fixated mission to get married. Is it not, I I don't know anybody like that, but I'm just, as an example, that can be a fixation point, you know, that that is what I'm supposed to be doing in life. Well, maybe not, maybe not for you. Maybe there's another purpose for you. You know what I mean? It's well, you know, my
0: pat answer and them being married and you not being married affects you how, right. It only affects you if you let it.
1: Yeah, if you think about it and dwell on it. So That's this right. whole
0: this whole comparison thing.
1: The Joneses, I mean we've all heard it, right? What difference is it? Somebody's going to always have more. Somebody's going to always have less. Yeah. If you're pursuing what somebody else has, life, goods, yeah. homes, cars, you will never be fulfilled. If you're pursuing what somebody else's job is, what they have, Don't focus on that, focus on you. What is going to make you happy? How do you get there and find somebody you trust to give you guidance and advice to really dig in and figure out how you change that? And sometimes it takes effort. You know, we were talking about it should, you know, if it comes easy, great. But sometimes you you have to take a hard look and do things differently to, to do what you love in a place that you love, you know? if you're not landing the job, if you're not, if you're, you know, we talked about one of our, uh, which one was it that was always that we call him always the uh, bridesmaid, never the bride. And one of our hosts. Oh, I can't remember if it was one of the city managers. Um, Oh, Ben, Ben Thatcher. Yeah. yeah. And, and we talked about that in that podcast, you know, he, he, there yeah. there's moments that he was, felt like he was always the bridesmaid, never the bride. Wow. He was always running second. Um, but then he's landed a job and it's a great fit for him. Right. Um, so it's, you just gotta be patient. You've got to keep trying, um, find what you love. Well, but he knew
0: he the purpose, you know, he knew the, he knew the function. He knew what he could do. He knew how good he was. You know, uh, Ben's one of the he's super extraordinary strategic management guy. Mm-hmm. That's, that's his bread and butter. if you
1: haven't it. listened to the episode, go listen to it. Yeah. He's you got need lo- and he's got lots of attachments that were yeah. just great information.
0: Yeah. Ben Thatcher's the city of Bernie down in the hill country. Um, and yeah, and absolutely has it gone, but you know, but Ben, like all of us needed a fit, right? It's, I mean, it's, it's, it's got a fit. Some council could have given him the nod and they could have, maybe they could care less about strategic management. He, he would have been. Miserable, just miserable, you know, in a circumstance like that. Um, so it's not one size fits all. I'm, I, I stumbled into this whole arena of city management and city leadership. I, I've said it before, um, where Ben was in Southlake, um, Shauna, who is the current city manager there, I'll tip my hat to her again and I will forever be indebted uh, gave me the opportunity to serve a space that I knew nothing about. And so, and I came to it late. I mean, I was, I I wasn't, I wasn't, I wasn't wasn't yet 60. I just turned 66. So this was about eight years ago, give or take. So, I mean, I was in my late fifties. I had no experience. I had no, I had no, uh, concept of it. Mm-hmm. it it was it was a thousand miles away from being on my radar at all and i stumbled into this and and kind of fell in love with it but i know myself well enough after all these years and yes getting older helps having experience helps so i would encourage anybody be patient Mm-hmm. If you haven't got it all figured out, don't be discouraged and think, "Well, I'm never going to." Yes, you 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 will figure it out, but you're going to have to put in the work. You know, you're going to have to make it a priority. This is your life. This is your career. This is, you know, it's whatever you feel compelled to do. And we're doing all of this under the auspices of, "It's grow great," Mm -hmm. and that that's what you want to do. I don't judge people that don't want to. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to judge anybody. They want to just, I want to just go to work, get my check, go home and do my thing and enjoy my fam hats off. I salute you. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: Our podcast isn't for you, but I salute you.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: You know, our podcast is for folks that are involved in city government who have aspirations and who have ambitions, who want to grow may mean a promotion. It may not mean a promotion. It means you just, you, you, you're itching to grow. You're itching to be better. You're itching to find some place of improvement. And you're just, your viewpoint is that you just always think you can be improving because that's the viewpoint that we have. Mm -hmm. I I'm 66. Am I at my best? I'm getting there. I'm getting there. You know, Lisa's a full decade or more behind me and she's getting there. Uh, She's way ahead of me from where i was at her age but it's not a race Mm-mm. this is a very individual journey you are who you are
1: that's right. there's a
0: great book that i would highly recommend uh written by sir ken robinson and sadly we lost him a couple of years ago um just was a brilliant guy still the very best speech presentation ted talk that you're ever going to see just yeah, just google it. It'll come up. It's got tens of millions of views. He wrote a book called The Element. Now, he defined the element as the intersection where your natural aptitude and your passion intersect. The thing that you are really, really good at, and you love it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That's your, then Then when you have found that, you're in your element. And that really is, I think, what we're talking about here.
1: Exactly. And he, That's begins, a great way to put it.
0: he begins the book talking about Mick Fleetwood, a Fleetwood Mac, Mick Fleetwood is don't quote me on this. He's a 16 year old. He's living somewhere in rural England and he's going to go, he's playing the drums, he, he, he's going to go to London and mom says, yes, mom's behind it. He wants to go to London. He wants to be in a rock band. He wants to play the drums because all this kid does is play the drums. He plays the drums, he plays the drums. He put, he goes to London and he falls in with some other musicians and he has found, he has found his Haven, right? I mean, he, he just, it's like coming home and you now know him. We all know him. We've heard his music for years and years and years. Uh, but there was this 16 year old kid that didn't have it figured out who went to London to figure it out <laughs> and some events happened and he, fell in with some other musicians and he found people that were just like he was, he didn't have people like that back home, but he goes to London and he's, these other, they're not playing drums, but they're into the guitar. They're into the bass. They're into other instruments just as much as he's in, as he's in? he's into playing the drums. And that's kind of, I think that's kind of everybody's journey. I have not yet met somebody. I'm not saying they don't exist, but I have not yet met somebody who's at a young age, they mapped out their career. They said, this is how it's going to go. And that's how it went. They may exist, but I haven't met them yet. I've met people like Lisa and people who, who mirror my life. And here's the, here's the big, big takeaway that I would encourage everybody to listen to be open, be open for the possibility, be open be open to say yes when opportunity knocks so that you can find out whether or not it's your thing or not if you don't know and every only
1: caveat to that is don't say yes to every opportunity
0: well you can't you've you, got you to need be discriminated.
1: yes you need to discriminate and investigate
0: but the thing that resonates with you like I said I've been offered jobs before that I'm thinking you know I part of you wants to say yes but for all the wrong reasons, Mm -hmm. maybe the pay is high. Maybe the hours are better. Maybe the perks are better, the benefits and whatnot. But at the end of the day, for me, the barometer was, does it have my name written on it? And by that, I mean, is it, is it such a fit that it's just kind of an identifier for me? And that worked for me. And so
1: I said, no, (laughs) yeah, I
0: would say no. If it didn't have my name written on it, I didn't care about anything else.
1: Yeah. And you know, for me, it's, it's been such a, um, it's like a kind of like a two-step process. So mine has been so limited because, uh, I had the interview at Carrollton and got the job and then I had the interview in Grand Prairie and it was just. I can tell you in Grand Prairie that the gentleman that hired me, which is uh, was my early mentor, Ben Blair. Um, he had only been here a month, and it's one of those. If you've ever had them, I don't know if you have, or as a CEO, if you interviewed people and it just clicked, it just clicked right off the bat. Like when we were talking, I didn't have all the experience, you know. I I told him I said, "Here's what I here's what I do really well." That's that is in this job that it, that you've talked about, but here's what I don't know anything about and I'm willing to learn, you know? And so he gave me that chance, but we just clicked on all cylinders as far as having the same purpose, having the same passion, wanting the same things for the city. I mean, it just came out in the interview so naturally. I'm so grateful for that because it, it was somebody that gave me a chance when I lacked wisdom and experience and Knowledge that they probably could have found in anybody else, but it's that, yeah, but that now that you now now the that personality you're... and the abilities, that he gave me a chance to grow. I mean, he saw it, and I said, I can, I, you're gonna have to trust me, I can take this so far, I just need to be given the chance.
0: But you can see, took, you can see that in others now. At oh, this yeah,
1: age. well, because I, but it's because somebody gave me that grace, like I wanted to do the same
0: yeah but there's also something to do there's also something about practical experience and just having had so much experience with other people you can see it it's it may be hard to quantify but when you see it you see it yeah i've changed
1: i've changed careers for people like i told you know i'll talk to my and go man i know that's what you want to do but Have you ever thought about blah like engineering, you know, or planning? Something they couldn't see
0: for themselves.
1: No. And they've been there ever since. Right. But they had to be willing to take the chance and somebody had to be willing to give it to them. Yeah. You know, I mean, there's a lot of things that I I understand this is not easy for everybody. I'm not saying it's going to be easy. I'm also not saying there's going to be moments. I've had them. I'm sure, Randy, you've had them where you're like, oh, my God, get me out of this. You know, today is a bad day. This year is a bad year. All of us through COVID. I can't imagine any number of Americans that were going through COVID going, just get me to retirement, man. Right. 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 Through the recessions. Just get get us through this and help us help the people survive it. You know, so many things. There are these these are well, You know rub- my
0: quote. It's all everything's hard until it's easy. That's right. So it's not a matter of being hard or easy. It's a matter of is it worth it?
1: That's right. Well, and like you've said, it you've got to remember it's a chapter, but get to the next chapter and don't shut the book.
0: Well, and make sure who's writing the chapter. Don't, right. you, you know, you're you, it's your book. Yeah. You know, exactly. you, you write it. Now I'm not a big believer in pursuing happiness because I personally in my life, I just think that that's way too shallow of a goal. I have moments of happiness. I have moments of, of joy, but. I'm not walking around with rose colored glasses and singing Kumbaya all day every day. Right. You know, a whole lot of things are a grind, but at the end of the day, is it worth it? That's right. And you
1: were talking about that earlier. It's that, you know, when we were talking about the grind, I think everybody's got some level of grind. Every one of us, there is a grind to something that we do every day. So I don't want you to leave with, it should, you know, it should be, life should be easy. It ain't. You know, it it is just not. And there is a grind component to everything.
0: Well, how many newlyweds maybe jobs? Yeah. Maybe you've never had it, but I've had so many conversations with newlyweds who just the first year of marriage and they'll just think, you know, it just shouldn't be this hard. And I'm like, oh yeah, it should, Mm -hmm. you know, that we, we, our love should just be so fantastic and it should all be just so wonderful that we don't have these difficulties. I'm like, no, this is, you're experiencing, this is called growing. You just make sure you choose to grow together. It's mm-hmm. tough. Yeah, It's tough when you haven't lived with somebody and you're getting to know each other better than you ever have before. Year one can be hard for most of us. Year one was hard.
1: Yes. Some of us multiple years were hard. <laughs> exactly. Right? Year I one mean, through 10 could plus. be hard.
0: Doesn't mean <laughs> it's not worth
1: it. That's right. That's you right. Know,
0: so it's all work and you're going to be putting in the work anyway. So you might as well be putting in the work that to you is worth it. Yep. And to Sir Ken's point work that you feel naturally inclined to do, you've got every indicator that you're pretty good at it, maybe better than most. And that the work itself, the thing that you really love, it it's not that hard. It's not that it's easy, but it's not that hard because you love it. So I have no clue about playing the drums but I know that 16 year old Mick Fleetwood had spent hours and hours and hours and hours and hours and hours hours in his house playing drums. And it's not lost on me that mom was probably happy to get him out of the house to London. (laughs) So she didn't have to hear the drums being played anymore. (laughs) All right. So, you know, but for him, it didn't feel like work.
1: Right. It's pursuing his passion. I mean, it's, it's, that's what it's about is pursuing what you're passionate about and following it, you know, finding where you're passionate and doing that really well. So, you know, uh, navigating your passion into a career that serves that so you can better serve others. That's where it really comes down to, and finding the the match in that, finding, like you said, the element. I mean, that was a great – that was a great – I've not heard that myself before, and what a great analysis of that.
0: Well, and we use it. You know, we talk about being in flow – um, but you know, he's in his element. That's right. And that's what we mean by it. He's in his element is he's doing something that he's naturally good at and he enjoys doing it. Right. And passion can be a hard thing to define. The focus of the quote that we began the show with is is purpose.
2: Mm-hmm. And we
0: kind of we've kind of mishmashed it all together, but I think appropriately so uh purpose is an essential element of you and
1: it's almost for, for to Mick me Fleetwood.
0: it was drums for me it was not drums for me it did start with music it started with the love affair of music and selling stereo equipment and then that migrated from sales to now instead of sales i have spent my career much like lisa really investing in people right and trying to and trying to be a positive influence and help people. And it's not lost on me. So she starts out teaching here. We are, we're doing a podcast and in in, in essence, what we are doing is we're trying to teach and we're just trying to help you figure this out, right? And it's a very individual journey that people can take with you, but nobody can do this for you.
1: And for me, and I hope others you're when you find your purpose, when you find something you're really good at, for me, it's fulfilling. Not for me. It's for, it's fulfilling that I am able to impact others for the good. You know what I mean? And that's my purpose. You've always heard me say, I just want to impact positively another person. And if I can do more than one, great. Uh, and I feel like I have done more than one, but when I know my purpose, it's I'm focused on it every day to do it really well, to serve others.
0: Well, it keeps, it keeps where, you getting up morning after morning after morning after, and morning.
1: I enjoy it. It's not it's not a now. Are there days? Trust me, are there days I say, <laughs> "Man, I don't want to do this today." Yeah. <laughs> you know? We're right. all going to have those, and some of those are longer road bumps or longer chapters than others in our book. But right? I think
0: here's where the purpose kicks in: is in those bad days, you're willing to put in the work to get through those because it matters. More to you,
1: that's right. right. and so, I've told that I've even told my team, you know a team is truly not just the ability to get not the ability to work together, but it's to get through something together. When you have gotten through something together and come out on the other side better, it's very fulfilling as a team, and you really get stronger because of it. And I think that's the, our our journey in life is exactly the same way. We move through these difficult chapters in our life in our novel, and we have a choice. We either come out better or we come out worse, but I think it's, you know, I, I've I've always been of the premise life is, and I tell people this life is 10% how you make it and 90% how you take it. It's all in the attitude. So if you're find your purpose, fulfill your purpose and strive towards that and find a fit for you in a job that also drives you and completes that purpose. That's what it's all about
0: okay this is a post script so lisa and i we ended the recording and we started talking about sir ken robinson and i want to i want to be i want to be helpful so number one yes you absolutely should should read his book the element it's the element his name is sir ken robinson he did a ted talk years before that book his background was education and he came from london he came from uk he moved to los angeles But he did a Ted talk shortly after he had moved to LA on, you know, the, the disintegration of the education system. I I wish I knew the title. I promise you if you Google Sir Ken Robinson and in your Google results, you click video, I promise you that Ted talk is going to come up and it's a brilliant 19 minutes and some change. You're not going to see if, if you study public presentation, Study it, study it, study it. Cause you're not going to find anything better. But he, he had written some books before that, that dealt with education and he's written a few other books, but the element that I referred to, and there are a few others that are kind of of that ilk yes, I highly, highly, highly recommend, uh, because he's coming at it from the viewpoint of these kids. So we put kids and we put these butts in seats and he talks about in his Ted talk some little girl and she just can't be still she can't be still she can't be still well of course it's a huge problem in the education system and her mom takes her to a dance class guess what she's a dancer Mm -hmm. she loves to move she absolutely just thrives at movement because she's moving all the time and it's like she's home well she grows up and she some world famous. I don't know if she was a ballerina, but she was some world, some world-class choreographer kind of a thing, all stemming from the fact that here's a little girl that cannot stay still. And -hmm. thankfully she had parents who kind of leaned into that. So
2: anyway,
1: there was a similar one to that and we'll end it here. There was a similar one that it was, uh, in fact, I did a, um, walk the talk on it we just have i've got it drafted i haven't produced it yet but it, it's the okay it tell, people walk the,
0: tell people what walk the talk is walk the talk is COVID.
1: a series of short videos i put out on leadership topics that you can facilitate with your team so they're like six minutes ten minutes at most and then there's a short video and then a few questions just well, this to is an
0: in-house program that at least yeah. it does for and we put them on youtube so they're parade. out
1: there there's yeah. there's not a ton there's like I don't know, 10 or 12, yep. um, And but I've got more to produce. I just haven't gotten them recorded yet. But one of them was Be a Mr. Jensen. If you YouTube that video, Be a Mr. Jensen. It's exactly the same thing. Um, you're much better at names than I am, but it's a little boy who is just always tapping. He's always got his fingers going in his book, a little kid, like six or seven. And he kept getting disciplined and sent to the principal's office. Well, there was a substitute teacher one day. Uh, and his name, I, I believe if I got the story right, was Mr. Jensen. And he goes, you know, whatever his name was, Billy. When you're done at the end of class, come to the front. And he was like, "Oh my gosh," because he kept getting in trouble.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And he's going, "You do you? You realize you keep tapping?" And he goes, "I know, I know." And he goes, "I got something for you." And he pulls out some drumsticks from his drawer.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And and it goes on to tell this amazing story. This little kid started getting the drums, and he's now a famous drummer. And at the end, it shows the band performing and he's flipping his things all over. And he's like, you know, it's all because I had a Mr. Jensen that saw in me what nobody else saw that connected me with my purpose and my passion, you know, and that's, that's what we're talking about. It's, it's finding that, but sometimes you need others to help you see it. Yeah. Oh,
0: there's no question. And, and be open for, be open for, for those people. Who may say something, and you may think, "No, I, you know, it's never crossed my mind." But
2: mm-hmm.
0: there may be something to it. There may That's not right. be, but there could be. Just be open. Be open for it. And not
1: only that, us helping others. We need to be the Mister Jensens that help others see in people. You know, not just waiting for somebody to come to us, but also helping others see their see their light.
0: Yeah. And like I said, with me soliciting my friends, that takes some bravery. That's going to take some bravery on your part. If you see, if you happen to be supervising people and you see something in somebody, I mean, Lisa and I've had this conversation, she has had people in that situation. I've had employees in that situation where this is just not where you need to be. Mm -hmm. I mean, based on what I'm seeing and based on the performance and based on your demeanor and based on what I see in you, you're here. And this lane over here, man, you could go so much faster in this lane over here. Now, whether whether they do anything with that or not, that's it's their choice, but you could be that for somebody.
1: It's so interesting because, um, Cheryl in our city manager's office, she is so great. Um, Tom was really great about this, but they have interns in the city manager's office. I can't think of interns we haven't placed. But it's never in the city manager's office. So the interns are up there. Right. But inevitably, like Cheryl just came to me. She goes, man, I got my eyes on this one girl. I'm trying to help. I'm trying to help her. I'm to, I, she needs to do something different.
2: Yeah. You know, like she right.
1: she's really great at what she does. But Cheryl's like, man, she's so much bigger than that. You know, I'm yeah. trying to help. Right. So it's those kind of things they have placed. They have found people and They're and like, man, you would be great in budget. They're like budget. You know, and they're like, yeah. you love numbers, you're good at organizing things, you you see where things can move and how you can creatively solve. And they've yeah. placed people in budget, they've placed people in spreadsheets downtown. all the time. And not <laughs> for Elisa for Norris, sure. that's for sure. Right.
2: Right.
1: <laughs> if she said that to me, I'm like, you're fired. <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah, that's exactly but
1: you know, mean. it's amazing how they there are just people that have a knack at seeing where somebody fits. Yeah. And then they pursue it. They right. pursue it till it's done to solve and to help that person. Cause sometimes you need that backing, especially young people. If they don't know, they don't know. That's it's right. like not knowing what question to ask. Yeah. It's nice to have advocates on your behalf going, man, you don't need to be doing that. You need to be doing, we need to find you this. And then mm-hmm. they just keep pursuing it with a vengeance. And the nice thing is as us as leaders, sometimes we can have impact to make that happen. Because we know how things work. We know budgets. We know if we can get a position. We know how to start a position. You know, there's just so many pieces to that puzzle that can fit with people that are passionate.
0: Thanks for watching and listening to Grow Great, a city government leadership podcast. For Lisa Norris, I'm Randy Cantrell. Be well, do good, grow great. The website is growgreat.com.